This episode of the Glossy Podcast is sponsored by Stitch Labs, an operations management platform for modern brands. If you're a growing brand looking to streamline your operations, Stitch Labs is here to help. Brands like Brooklinen and Thinks are using Stitch to do some amazing things like opening up pop-up stores and setting up international warehouses successfully in incredible timelines. Learn more at stitchlabs.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-L-A-B-S, helping brands execute on big ideas quickly. Barney's doesn't guarantee success. Vogue doesn't guarantee success. What guarantees success is if you actually find an audience that actually loves your product. We've been very slow to change in terms of how technology has impacted our lives. A new social network can pop up overnight and completely change our business model. Hello and welcome to the Glossy Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss fashion, luxury, and technology with the people making change happen. I'm your host, Hillary Milnes, and on today's episode, Banana Republic CMO Mary Alderetti discussed the brand's decision to bring creative in-house, how it's appealing to a new customer, and the product innovation that underpins its new marketing messages. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, Mary. Hi, how are you today? Good, good. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we, we're really excited to chat. So why don't you start with a little bit of background, uh, your background in, in retail, how you got to the position where you are leading marketing for Banana Republic? Um, sure. Well, uh, my career path actually started in the advertising agency industry. So I spent a decade of the 90s doing um, advertising for various brands. Um, maybe the most exciting one was uh, launching Amazon.com with Jeff Bezos out of Kona Building. So that was fun. I think I came on when he was just selling books and we launched CDs, DVDs and toys, if that doesn't sound like a million years ago. Yeah, not an insignificant launch, though. No, super fun. But it changed my entire perspective on what it looks and feels like to change to introduce a brand and to connect consumers with brands. Yeah. So I decided to go on the brand side and I went over to Gap Inc. back in 2001 on Banana Republic. And here I am several years later back here again. We call ourselves boomerangs when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, in between, uh, I worked at Levi's as a global head of marketing, a small little startup brand uh, for women called ModCloth. A digital brand and um, True Religion, where I where I was a CMO for a short time. Nice. And so, so what made you return to Gap Inc. Uh, for for the role at, at Banana Republic? You know, it's really it really was the DNA of the Banana Republic brand that brought me back, and um, to be part of driving the the sort of true potential of what this brand can represent in the market, and to this new group of consumers of millennials and eventually Gen Z. Um, it, there's just such a rich history in in the brand and its values, and I felt like I wanted to be part of bringing that to a new generation. Yeah, can you describe the Banana Republic customer, um, who who it is today, and, and how that might have evolved over time? So, so our current customer, um, I sort of I sort of laugh about it. I think they're they're a little bit older. They're the ones who loved us back in 2000 and have stayed with us um, for for those many years. And we we have a lot of new customers that come in and, and out, but we haven't achieved yet the consistency of that connection with the millennials. So that's the challenge I really wanted to take on. Um, we are a brand, obviously, for men and women, and we have a huge momentum on our men's business right now now and we're sort of working on building that that energy and excitement with our women's as well great yeah you mentioned you know that it's a challenge of introducing uh, a, a brand to a new customer how from a marketing perspective do you you know grab that and, and embrace it and, and really 
look to translate the brand, uh, you know, that has a, a consistent customer base. But you, but if you're angling for for a new customer, younger customer, like how do you explore their their customer behavior? Like what else they're buying, how they buy, um, and and think about where Banana Republic could fit in that in that customer journey. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really the interesting part of it is that um, you know retail and retail marketing has really changed over the past several years, and also, also the role of clothing in people's lives has also dramatically shifted. So if you think about, I mean, there are some universal truths like apparel is always about being able to express your personal style, but what consumers now want is clothing that's relevant to the way they live their life. So what's really fun is bringing those two things together in the way we present it to our to our target audience. And so what have you found to be the most effective so far in reaching that that target um, in terms of the, the channels that Banana Republic should appear on and you know the the type of content that that's been working? Well, I would say just to take a step back, I would say that first in, in addressing the idea of how the retail industry has evolved since we since we have been sort of trying to drive the transformation, I think about retail and retail marketing in two different ways. The first part is the brand experience that the consumers engage with and, sh- and literally shop. And the second is the brand narrative and how consumers engage in co-creating that storytelling with us. So... On the brand experience, you know, over the years, obviously, it, it started in physical stores. And then, of course, the importance of e-commerce came around. But it's not really just about physical stores or digital shop. It's really about both. It's about a seamless experience. And our focus is bringing the riches of our brand, our product stories, and experiences to life in both of those channels in a way that adds value and interest and ease for whatever point in the journey the customer is at. Mm-hmm. So... For example, one of our main points of differentiation in the market is our ability to give our customers confidence by providing the solutions for their style needs. So that could be anything from a personal styling session in the stores, a shop the look experience on our on our website, or super engaging styling recommendations that we do and serve, you know, almost daily on Instagram. So there's the retail experience itself and how they want to engage with that the way they literally shop. But what's really exciting is the brand narrative and how we're bringing that to this new generation and more importantly, how those consumers are engaging in the co-creation of our storytelling. So we have our consumer insight is really based on the idea that in order to amplify our message, we want consumers to be able to tell our story as part of their story. And that's the truly innovative and fun part of the of the day-to-day job here. Right. And you know, to your point, uh, you know, just the the way that people shop has has changed, and it's you know what we explore a lot is that dynamic of almost it's like a power shift from from the the retailers and the brands uh, to the hands of the of the customer. And so, when you think about things like you know making a style appointment in store to shopping the look online to shopping the look on Instagram and, and the different ways that the customers can interact with the brand. How do you sort of look at that as an opportunity for Banana Republic to, you know, just sort of fit into customer li- customers' lives where they where they want to interact with it? Um, and you know, how do you sort of navigate that as a retailer? It's 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 a transition period for sure because it's you know just the control has has shifted so much to the hands of the customer. Yeah, I mean that's really it's that's really the that's really the heart of it, isn't it? I mean the power shift to the consumer has been part of what's been so invigorating for me at this point in my career, having seen so much over, you know, twenty plus years. I mean, 
face it, you can buy a jean, a chino, a dress or a sweater from a vast array of brands. It's the ones that will connect emotionally with a really compelling point of view that will win a customer's loyalty. So for example, you know, millennials, they're savvy creators, curators, and consumers of content on digital platforms. They expect to be able to co-create and engage with brands on a personal level. So our content strategy is really, really rich and focused in sort of three areas. Number one is they want access. There's like, give me access to your brand, to your influencers, to your product stories, to the way you manufacture and transparently tell me about how that's done. Um, they want more and multidimensional stories. So it's, we just give me more, give me that story, give me that one story five ways, not just one expression of that, of that idea. And then most importantly is tell me something I don't know, you know, so I'll give you an example of a of a athlete influencer that we're about to launch in a week. We're so excited. We recently announced that Jared Goff, the quarterback of the Rams, is going to be our brand ambassador for our new our newest innovation for our men's product called Core Temp. Mm-hmm. So um, what we're going to be doing with Jared is telling the rich story behind the innovations of that fabric and the way it's manufactured and the performance benefits of it. So. Um, Again, at first glance, it might look like he's wearing a chino and a blazer, but what's going to be really exciting is they can see that this product is made with volcanic sand and it picks up the infrared action of your body so that it can neutralize your body temperature before it turns into vapor, which is a sexy code word for sweat. Yeah. (laughs) So essentially it's engineered with this 37.5 degree technology that that keeps your body temperature regulated at 37.5 degrees celsius Mm -hmm. now that's just a bunch of scientific facts but what's been really fun and amazing is working with him to co-create the expression of that idea in a really dramatic and innovative campaign that goes all the way from a video that'll launch on the nfl draft to a store experience, to a digital website, to a style playbook of his looks, all the way to an activation, you know, with consumers. Interesting. And, and is this uh, kind of like a, a new territory for, for the brand as far as um, influencer marketing goes around like a new product launch? Like we have, have influencers played um, yeah, a big part of the, the social and, and marketing strategy for, for Banana in the past? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've, we've, we've really leaned into it in the past couple of years. Uh, about two years ago, we leveraged this whole insight about the stadium tunnel as the new runway. And that's really where a lot of guys are getting their fashion influences, um, especially it started really with the NBA. And so now we're sort of branching out uh, with the NFL. But we established a style council of several athlete influencers um, two years ago. Um, and we, the, the elite athlete in that first style council was Kevin Love. So we really leaned in over the past year with Kevin, who eventually did a design collaboration with us as well last fall, which was extremely successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but what we don't do is just, we, we, what we do when we use athlete influencers is we want to identify the authentic connection between the athlete athlete and our brand DNA. So we don't, we're not interested in just using athletes as sort of glorified models and also no basketballs or footballs will ever be used in the making of our content. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's kind of funny. I mean, I always say like rappers want to be ballers, ballers want to be rappers, but all of them want to design a, a fashion line <laughs> to express their personal style. So um, what was really great about working with Kevin was we were able to take um, the connection between him and he's very menswear inspired. He's a very tailored guy. Suiting was his product per preference. And we were able to work with him to create that expression of the brand. Um, and with Jared, it's great because he's... Um, He's a more laid-back California guy, you know, born and raised and went to Cal in Northern California and now plays in Southern California. He has a really his, – his whole brand narrative is really about being cool under pressure in his mm. style of play as well as in his sort of off-field, effortless personal style. So he was the perfect fit for the Core Temp product launch because the entire thing is about staying cool under pressure. Mm-hmm. So that's how we – try to find that authentic connection between what is the athlete's point of view what's their personal style what is the product story that we can tell and then how do we give our consumer access so that they can learn more about these guys um, in their off-court or off-field life we'll be right back if you're a growing brand you've probably heard that an erp is the next step in your operations but in this fast-changing world of e-commerce you can't afford to lose the agility speed and innovation that got you to where you are today That's why today's fastest growing brands are using Stitch Labs as their operations management platform to streamline complex operations without losing flexibility and speed. Whether you're looking to open up a pop-up store, run effective pre-order campaigns, or expand internationally, Stitch Labs is here to help you execute on every crazy big idea quickly and at scale. Visit stitchlabs.com to learn more. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-L-A-B-S.com, helping brands turn their operations into their biggest advantage. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting choice because I, I you know I don't think most people would associate um, Banana Republic with athletic uh, fabrics or technical fabrics or athletes um, as influencers. So can you talk a little bit about what's happening on the product innovation side uh, at Banana and how that then you know has to ladder up to your marketing strategy? Because I'm sure you know it, it has to be tailored to the to the product you're selling, of course, and everything that new that's coming out. And so how do you you know work with that that side of the of the business to come up with you know the message you want to give out to to customers yeah i mean i think that's one of the the proudest moments that i think we have about the momentum behind our men's business is our design team set out to create fabric innovations and sourcing innovations with a level of consistency over the past two to three years that has really paid off so um about two years ago we started with the rapid movement chino launch and that was really when the athlete style council came into into being um, at the time, it was Matt Ryan and C.J. McCollum and Didi Gregorius. But the Rapid Movement Chino was about taking um, a very famous for product category for banana and bringing it into the new century. For example, that had a level of stretch that was comfort um, and motion-based. It's literally water-resistant and stain-resistant. Um, our creative director once uh, nicked his finger and got blood on his chino, went into the bathroom and washed it off. Oh, wow. I mean, there, there is a level of ease of care. Um, the, the rapid movement chino also stays, has a great recovery in the stretch. So you look just as good at nine o'clock PM as you did at 9 AM when you showed up for work. So guys just want to be able to move through their life without having to hassle with, you know, getting dressed in different ways. So there's a, there's a versatility and a, and a presentation of that pant that really kind of catapulted us onto the onto the landscape there. So there are several other innovations we've been working on, including this core temp innovation uh, that we tested last year, and now we're doing this huge launch with Jared. 
um, you know, we're always looking for new fabrics and um, styles and silhouettes that that are basically geared towards the way he lives a life in motion. Right. And I'm sure. And then for your job, that's especially when like the the details of the fabric innovation aren't super visible. Like you, you'd have to imagine that exactly. the, yeah, the the aesthetic of, of Banana Republic hasn't changed drastically. It's just, you know, when you're, when you're wearing the, the pants or, or the, the core temp, it's, it just feels different. And so how, how do you work to like communicate like, um, you know, changes to product that aren't, you know, super clear in, in imagery? Yeah, that's the fun part, right? Because that's where the storytelling comes in. Because what we actually say is that the technology should be invisible. Nobody wants to go out and buy a pant that has like so much technology in it that, you you know, you forget what you're actually doing, which is number one, expressing your personal style in a product that's relevant for the way you live your life. So that's where the storytelling comes in. So we can tell not only the technical innovations like core temp being made with this volcanic sand that keeps you cool, but also the style parts of that innovation. So the core temp pan is actually a really lightweight fabric. Um, it's super, um, comfortable. Like you can literally, I've seen guys do squats in them. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you think about a guy who's in a, in a pan or a suit all day, how uncomfortable and constricting that can be, there's, there's a lightweightness to that fabric. Um, it's just really about how we tell the story around all of the performance attributes that are technical, but the style is still number one the way he's outfitted, the way he puts his look together. Um, and then there's even silhouette changes to your point. They're not actually the same pants. They're, they're more in tune with the way younger guys want to get dressed. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're shorter, they could be cropped, cuffed, a more tapered inseam. Um, yeah. So it's really, it's always about personal style, but the innovation in the fabric is about the performance that gives that, gives you that confidence to be comfortable all day long. Right. And for, you know, everything that's happening on the men's side, uh, does Banana look at the men's market as as a growing opportunity for the company? How is that, uh, you know, balance between being a men's brand and a women's brand played out, um, especially as you are, you know, looking to to acquire new customers and uh, retell the story of the brand to a new uh, group of, of potential customers? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so, I know we just focused a lot on the men's business and how we message in a relevant way to guys around performance and and those benefits. But there's actually a bigger, broader brand narrative that we've been pushing since summer of 2017. So one of the reasons I came back is the brand, you know, it had a really strong equity in work and workwear and and it got a little bit too maybe pigeonholed in that occasion for its own good. And and part of the reason we wanted to come together, I brought, I'm here with a creative director that I worked with in my past, is we really wanted to bring the rich storytelling of our heritage in a modern way. So we, we worked on a positioning that we launched back in fall, and it's really based in the explorer DNA of the brand. So if you, we just celebrated our 40th anniversary last fall, so Mel and Patricia Ziegler started this brand 40 years ago. It was based, it was the original upcycle brand in terms of sustainability. They, they sourced um, surplus products, you know, literally old military, French military uniforms, et cetera, you know, utility, safari based type of an aesthetic, um, and then made it into fashion. So what's really interesting is the whole utility trend that's happening now in the market and being able to bring that explorer DNA, which is such a cultural reference point to millennials, to life in a fresh way. So we created a positioning around living a life with no boundaries, and that's anchored in this explorer spirit. 
and a product ethos that's designed for a life in motion. So everything we do is anchored in that brand positioning. We created a a creative platform, so to speak, for our campaign work that is about being curious, connected, and out in the world. Because Banana, it was always at its best. It was it was its ability to transport you. I mean, it was a travel brand to begin with. There were, there were bookstores in the original stores. It was all about being out in the world. So we took all of those heritage elements and then got to work expressing them in a really modern, relevant way with and co-creating that with um, our new target customers. Mm -hmm. so, so that's what we're really focused on, and that's a universal insight for men and women. Now, men might come in through more performance, and women might have an eye towards more what's trend, what's trend right, um, and incorporated through the brand lens. You know, Both of them still want personal style. Both of them want it to be relevant to their life. Um, but we're really focused on bringing style and innovation to both men and women in a way that's designed for a life with no boundaries. Yeah, it's it's interesting because when you look at, um, you know, the the competitive brands that have popped up over the past like ten years or so, like an Everlane or a Bonobos, they are you know starting with with fresh you know blank slates with customers, which is an advantage. But I, you know, I think what we're seeing is is brands that have history looking back to tap into that and, and figure out you know new how to like freshen that up, put a, put a different spit on it to appeal to customers today. And so I'd be interested to hear, you mentioned the the creative platform element. Is that um, like, how has Banana probably looked internally uh, to to figure out, okay, who our customer is rather than, you know, outsourcing to an agency? Like, how do you sort of look at what has to happen in-house with your team and then what can be worked with with an outside partner in order to get this, this message and this, you know, pretty, it's a, it's a it's a tall order for a transformation uh, to get that across. Yeah, I mean, I have to say it's been one of the most exciting times of my career, which is something interesting to stay after this long <laughs> in the business. And I've seen I've been on both sides of the table. I, as I said, I, I started my career at an ad agency or several ad agencies, and then right. I've been at Banana, Old Navy, True Religion, all of these Levi's. I mean, on the other side is a brand marketer, and you know. For us here, we do everything in house. We we don't we we have been doing everything in house for the past two years, with the exception of the one um, campaign for Kevin Love's collab launch. Um, what we find is that having the creative process in house brings us closer to the brand positioning and the consumer and the work, and we're able to move quickly and in very innovative ways because we don't have a lot of layers or um, process around it, mm -hmm. to be honest. I mean, it's very, it's a very fluid creative process. Yeah. And is that intentional? Because, you know, I think a lot of times for uh, companies that have been around a while, there's this, you know, connotation that there's, oh, there's red tape and everything has to go up the ladder and down the ladder in order for a decision to be made. Um, you know, how did you kind of engineer it so that those decisions could be made in a in a seamless way and everyone could work efficiently? Um, so, you know, it, it was, you know, just kind of acting, acting fast. Um, well, speed is critical. This, the, you know, in the market these days, it's mm -hmm. being be able to be fast and responsive and, and in service of being culturally relevant, for example. So, you know, like the cultural zeitgeist is what is driving the millennial perception of the world. OK, so 
if I think about what keeps me up at night is how do we stand out in the marketplace? It's the brands who can capture and hold the consumer's attention are going to be the ones that play a role in their life. And if you are not able to be nimble and agile and have an idea and then execute it quickly, um, then you won't be able to be part of that cultural conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give you another example. We had um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG. Okay, mm-hmm. her film was coming out. Um, there was a big documentary about her and her her the collars that she wears on her robes. And there was a dissent collar that she would wear when she was writing a dissenting opinion. It was a necklace that she had received. It was a Banana Republic necklace that she had received years ago as part of a. I think it was, uh, it was part of the Glamour Women's Award. I think it was a part of that um, event. Mm-hmm. We decided to reissue the necklace because the, the the film was coming out, and we thought we want to be part of the political climate, the cultural zeitgeist that's happening, the empowerment of women. It was around the January March time and leading up into International Women's Day. So we rallied and, and got the necklace out there. We thought, we, I think we had 500 or so of them. We were overwhelmed with the response that we got, more than 5,000 people wanted to get the necklace Mm -hmm. and we made a contribution to the ACLU as part of that it was really about supporting the ACLU Um, it wasn't a commercial exercise at all and so the speed with which we had to get the necklace and that to get the replenishment of the necklace and capture people's emails which we didn't have a way to do on our website the ability to quickly move and solve for that was completely exciting and it was a great moment for the brand and, and for our consumers yeah, and I'm sure that's that's eye opening. You think, okay, we got this done. It almost like proved to the to the company we can move this quickly when we when we need to. How do we adopt that metabolism uh, throughout other processes? Yeah, and and that's sort of why we brought everything in house because we have a really strong team. Um, our creative director and I have worked together for over eight years. Um, we have a really talented team that wants that are young that want to try to do new things. We have an completely empowering president and CEO who wants to make bold moves, which it might not always be the case. I mean, he's, he's also been at Gap before, Mark Breitbart, so he's got a lot of experience with the company. Um, so he supports uh, us taking risks, and, um, and even if we fail and learn and try again, he's very supportive of that. So... It's a very organic and agile process, right? And that's and that's super important to have it come from from the top down, as you know. I'm sure you're you're very well aware, but uh, it's you know it's interesting as we you know are, are always talking so much about how you know traditional retail is being disrupted, and you know malls are dying, and there's a new like set of uh, you know consumer brands that that um, you know more traditional retailers are contending with. How would you sort of say like what? What does all of that discussion about you know the the retail apocalypse <laughs> that which, which you know we don't we don't believe in personally, but how would you sort of say that that actually creates an advantage for Banana Republic? Like, what's your advantage right now? I mean, I think that I mean first you know in terms of the retail apocalypse, I mean. It's interesting. I know the world is changing and the way people shop and is is being impacted by a lot of different factors, right? First people moved to the suburbs. Now everybody's moving back to the city. So, you know, first value is only available if you drove to an outlet mall and now it's online. I mean, I think the dynamics that are impacting brands and the way they they create and, and sell products to their consumers are, are definitely macro trends. But at the end of the day, the more things change, the more they stay the same. People will seek out experiences and stories with brands that resonate. So it's really the onus is on the brand to provide um, 
a value added, and I'm, I don't mean value as in discount, but a, a value added experience of that consumer that enhances their life. I, I mean, I, I really am obsessed with the idea of no, no marketer could ever buy their way into amplifying their message to be able to break through with a share of voice. Even mm-hmm. those kinds of words, share of voice, are old school media terms that were designed to drive TV GRPs, you know? Right. It's the amplification now comes from getting your consumers to tell your story as part of their story. And by that, I don't mean to say someone would say, oh, I got this cute dress at Banana. I mean, they want to tell the story around the inspiration behind our flight suit, jumpsuit that we launched last fall. Yes, jumpsuits are trending. Yes, women want jumpsuits. But the ability to recreate that archival inspired jumpsuit to capitalize on the utility trend and then be able to tell the story behind Banana's original heritage and the explorer spirit of safari and utility was just the sweetest spot. And and that thing was selling out. And then we could riff off of that, give it to her in pink, give it to her in polka dot, give it to her in all these other iterations. I mean, it really is just about understanding where the spark is and then fueling the fire on what those, those little hits are to make them bigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you sound optimistic about it and where banana is right now. Oh, I mean, for me, I, I relish the idea of being a smaller brand that has the ability to innovate and move quickly and connect with consumers. Where, where we get our inspiration every single day is what's happening in the world right now and how can we get in on that conversation? Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's just so many ways. And, and then how do we take that no boundaries platform and bring it to life in, in relevant ways? For example, you mentioned the influencers. The other thing we did last fall when we when we announced the no boundaries campaign was we did, um, in terms of channels and vehicles that you asked about, we do some custom media partnerships. And so we partnered um, with Pop Sugar and we were working with the Foster Sisters Um, who are the co-creative directors of Bumble. Mm -hmm. And what started out as, you know, two really cool women who kind of live life beyond the the boundaries in their own personal way, um, turned into a very natural conversation and narrative around what it's like to be a working woman these days and what does work mean in terms of getting dressed for work and how the rules just don't exist anymore. And so they each had their own very personal style expression and we loved their, their content so much. We decided to activate at our flat iron store with them and we had a, we had an evening with them um, that I think we put it together in like 10 days because uh, we were so excited about just the way they approached the brand and how it intersected with their life. Um, we then went on to a, a local influencer in her own right, Aisha Curry, mm-hmm. who's uh, married to a basketball player. But what we loved about Aisha is she's the quintessential mompreneur. She has like three kids under six and six businesses under three. I mean, she is out there living her best life. She is an entrepreneur. She has a line of cooking products. She is um, a restaurant with Michael Mina. She's, you know, she's got a pop-up over in Oakland. There's, She's got so many fun things going on and three children. So the idea of living beyond limits and not being held back and just the way her energy and optimism and the way she just gets it out there in a very real way too. She's very authentic and real. She's not going to try to pretend that she's got it all figured out, the mom thing, the entrepreneur thing. But um, we had a really great experience with her as well. So I, I'm super optimistic about 
the opportunity that we have in both retaining our current customer who has that same mindset just because they're older doesn't mean they want that same they don't want that same you know energy and optimism and way of living their life it's just bringing in a whole new cohort of customers who just really probably either don't know about banana or might think it's work clothes Mm -hmm. you know like basic work clothes clothes you need not clothes you want and it's that couldn't be further from the truth well, great. Well, we're just about out of time, but but Mary, thank you so much for, for talking through this and you know, excited to see what else is to come. Great. Well, thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed the episode. A special thanks to Gianna Cappadona, the producer of this podcast. As a thank you for listening, we're passing along a limited time introductory offer on a three-month subscription to Glossy Plus. Glossy Plus members access unlimited stories, exclusive research, and more. Join today for just $49. That's $80 off by entering the code intro at checkout at glossy.co slash subscribe. And as always, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Anchor FM and leave us any feedback you have.